I'm a very passionate individual, not about one thing in particular, but I like driving change and success from all aspects, from a business development, from HR and marketing transformation perspective. And I wanted to use it all at once with whatever I did. And it started with my involvement with Student Works Franchise. I learned a lot from that. And I think what I learned has continued to help, I guess, continue to learn, has helped me help my clients succeed in their challenges and turning those into opportunities. What I do now is really focused around that. And what I would tell entrepreneurs as they're figuring out their path is figure out what drives you and what motivates you. Definitely very important. But also, you got to know what you know and what you don't know, right? When you figure out what you know and what you want to focus on as part of whatever you want to do, whether it's entrepreneurial or whether you want to take those skills and employ them as you venture on in your career, you got to figure out what you don't know also and then use that to be able to identify what resources you need and really surround yourself with people that have the correct expertise to assess you with that. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. So I'm super excited today to bring you Carolina Nieto. Uh, she is a manager of the NextGen program with PwC, has spent her career post-student works uh, with PwC. She's got a whole bunch to share around just the importance of HR and the value of people in this incredibly changing and fast-paced environment. And I know you'll really love this podcast with a recent graduate from our program. Thanks so much. Super excited to have uh, Carolina here. So thank you very much for coming and joining our podcast. I'm super excited uh, to, for that. And, and so tell me if you can remember, what were you like before our program? Thinking back. Oh, gosh. I think I was a little bit naive when it came to actually understanding um, the practical side of running a business. So I was in business school. So obviously you get you know the conceptual idea of running a business, uh, but right. I didn't really have experience of what that was really like. And I think I also had a lot of limitations I put on myself, um, you know, like, for example, like, that's not the way we usually do things or, or things yeah. like that. So kind of block yourself as to what truly you're capable of. Awesome. Awesome. And and just for our leaders, you know, Carolina's basically out full time about, you know, six to eight years or so. So a number more years since, since she was with the program and is with PwC. So what was the biggest frustration back as a teenager before you started your business? I think one of my biggest frustrations, and, and I think I just kind of touched upon it briefly, is I would mentally really limit myself um, due to fear of failure. And I think, okay. you know, that really prevented me from from taking certain opportunities earlier on in my career before uh, my time with student works. And I think now I've grown to realize that there's winning and then there's also learning, but there's no such thing as failure. Yeah, no, I, I agree more. The only way I fail is if I just don't get up, right? Exactly. Fall down, get up, fall down, get up, fall down, get up, and get knocked in the head a lot, even though I've got a bald head. But, it, you know, I guess it, the abrasions don't show. But yeah, it's just, you just keep getting up. So yeah, that's, that's a consistent theme for sure that successful people see. You know, there's yeah. no such thing as failure. You just, you know, keep getting up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we learn so much from them, right? Absolutely. 
what do you still rely on from the program? Do you, do you think back and sort of any, any themes or habits? I think the three most valuable lessons that I learned was um, you got to value and hire the right staff. And I'm probably going to talk about that quite a bit, <laughs> but um, you really can't be successful without the proper team and, and you can't underestimate this. Like to give you an example, myself, I, I really focused on the revenue side of the business when I started with Student Works, and I didn't really do the right you know, work when it came to finding the right staff. And then yeah. ultimately it impacted how much I was able to grow throughout the summer because I had to end up doing paintings myself. Right. So I think that that's huge and, and that still goes even now in what I do. Yeah. So, you know, can't stress that enough. Um, I learned to focus on delivering value rather than chasing the dollars, um, which it certainly serves me right <laughs> being part of the service industry now. For um, sure. If clients value your work, the compensation will come. And, and that's a mentality that's helped me quite a bit. And then I just learned to be brave. So kind of touching a little bit about you know, the mental uh, limitations I put on myself and, or the mental blocks, I learned that there's nothing you can't do. And, and so nowadays when I'm faced with a challenge, I'm like, well, you know what? I did this one thing that I never imagined myself doing and I just figured it out, you know, step by step. And the things that I didn't figure out, I learned from. So um, now when there's that opportunity, I'm, I'm more excited about it and, and I don't have those, you know, limitations I used to put on myself. So again, just reminding myself, there's no failure, it's just winning and growth. So um, I definitely still rely on those three pieces a lot now. Yeah, I know one one opportunity you had was was working with one of our alumni in one of the co-op terms you had, Steve Gruber. Um, yeah. Helpful, uh, you know, term in terms of the learning that you did there. Yeah, so I guess I guess a little bit about my career progress after Student Works. Um, right. Student Works really inspired me to help businesses grow, um, and I started as a consultant with a small firm. So that was with Steve Gruber. With Steve's, yeah. Yeah, and it was really exciting, you know, to see all these startups uh, ramp up their sales and be part of that. Um, it was only for a short period, though, and then right. I moved on to PwC as part of uh, the assurance practice which has now evolved more into a trusted business advisory role right? where it's predominantly assurance focused, but I really like to help clients turn challenges into opportunities from all business aspects, right? From financial people or innovation um, and really turn these into uh, opportunities and growth. So I don't know that I would have been able to do that without student works. That's awesome. And yeah, all I can imagine, like, you know, PwC obviously is one of the most trusted and successful brands in the world, right? Like, you know, that's pretty clear. Um, I may be biased, but yes. (laughs) No, but that's just true. Um, You can Google it. Um, (laughs) So so one of the things that that I love to do around this podcast is is actually have people share about brands they work for and what what they're learning, what they're getting out, what the environment's like, et cetera. So that our young leaders can sort of, again, get an assessment. Obviously, there's one part of you that's really entrepreneurial because you really thrived in our program. And on the other hand, hey, you're also now working in this obviously enormous corporation, but it's a thriving corporation. It's not a, you know, sort of, uh, you know, stuck in the uh, matrix corporation. So what drew you to PwC? 
I think what drew me to PwC, um, again, it, it's really my passion to help businesses grow and succeed. And, you know, I, I really value the fact that we have a really broad network of experts, whether, you know, it's from a technology perspective or from a business organization perspective, like in terms of reorganizations from HR perspective growth from operations or even nowadays, you know, talking about uh, cryptocurrencies and things like that. Yeah. And, you know, I really think that we're really well equipped to um, help companies address challenges that they inevitably will face in this time of change. Right. So we want our clients to be the disruptors, not the ones that are being disrupted. (laughs) Disrupted. Yes. Yes. One thing that's that that's true is it's very challenging to get in an organization like, you know, the big four, PwC, KPMG, et cetera. So what are those organizations looking for? How do you get into an organization like PwC? I think at the end of the day, you just have to be passionate about client service, right? Um, obviously, depending on what it is that you want to do, there, there's different skills that are needed. Uh, from right. an insurance perspective, in particular, you have to go to business school and, and have certain courses that you're taking to be able to get your CPA designation and work as part of the group. But I think we really look beyond that um, because we really want to hire the best. Yeah. And, you know, there's certain things that don't necessarily come from uh, going to school. You know, we want to hire people with passion and we want to make sure that those individuals are going to deliver the value that our clients are looking for. Obviously, you you have to meet certain requirements depending on what field you want to go into, right? Like you don't need, we have like a marketing team and we have a consulting team, right? So you don't necessarily need a CPA for that. Right. Okay. No, that's great. That's great. Well, and I noticed as well that you're a a trusted business advisor and you're the driver of PwC's NextGen program. So what's that? So our next gen program is actually, you know, I was speaking a little bit about how important it is to have a strong network around you. being part of a big company, it's very easy for me to pick up the phone and know who I need to call. You know, when yeah. one of my clients have to cri- have a cryptocurrency transaction or they're using blockchain or, for example, I don't know, like I had clients call me over the holidays to say, hey, you know what? I got hacked and I'm not operational. Like, what do I do? Right. And wow. I know who to call. Yeah. But that's not necessarily as easy for individuals that are starting their own businesses or people that are taking over their parents' businesses. So we essentially created a a network of next generation leaders um, that with the intent that, you know, they could not only create a network of people within the same industry, but, you know, learn from people that do some sort of the same thing, even if it's in a different industry, you know, you learn about different strategies on how people are, for example, taking on the digital aspects of um, their businesses from a, whatever perspective it is. It might be from right. their accounting cycle or from HR cycle. Essentially, we just bring uh, young generation leaders together so that they can learn from each other and they have those established contacts that they can use uh, going forward, right? And there's a kind of three components to it. We have a mentorship program with it. Um, We also have a global education program, which allows individuals that are, you know, in Canada going through these uh, next generation leadership challenges to communicate with people, for example, like the Lamborghini family in Europe uh, and understand the challenges they go through and what um, they've done to address those challenges. So it's really, really powerful stuff. And I, I, I've said it before, I think that there's not a time that people attend these events and walk away without a story that resonates 
um, in one way or another. So it's, it's essentially just a community of people helping people. And so is this program something that you're offering to just PwC clients or is this an internal program? No, no. I mean, it is an internal program, but um, like we run it internally. We do have speakers. For example, we had a, the last session we had with, with our labs. Um, so it's a real estate innovation company and they were talking about uh, prop tech, which is property technology that is all over the real estate industry right now and construction right. sector. Um, but it's really meant for any individuals that are next generation leaders, you know, be a client, be a PwC alumni, be somebody internal from PwC. We don't really put a limit to it. Okay. It's, you know, if you're a next generation leader and you think you'd benefit from being part of a global network of other next generation leaders, uh, then this program's for you, right? That's awesome. Well, that's that's so exciting because I can't can't agree more. Um, and I know that's something that you know ties us together is just our commitment to learning and growth. And you know that's something that the leaders at Student Works, you know, that's what they want. That's why they came. That's why they excel. And and one thing as well that I think our our young leaders, a lot of them, aren't really seeing is just how much massive change is going on in the economy right now. And oh yeah, there's just been never been more, never been faster your concern or your what, what you stated was, hey, I, I want my, uh, our companies or our clients to be the change, not to be changed upon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How are you assisting your clients or what are you thinking about the changes that are going on to the new economy and what perhaps our, our leaders need to be paying attention to or reading or looking at? Because that's just so, so mammoth right now. I think, you know, different businesses have different challenges. And I think People, you know, here, for example, blockchain or, you know, cryptocurrency, and they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. But they don't realize that it, it's not about, you know, adopting a specific technology. It's a, about identifying where your gaps are or, you know, where there's a problem and investing in a, the right solution, right? So, right. and that means really different things for, for different companies and different individuals, right? So, we really help our clients identify the right solutions for those problems. Um, and, you know, it, it's really interesting when you see your clients go through that analogy because they think like, hey, I have this problem. I think cryptocurrency will solve it. Or, you know, I have this problem or I think, you know, blockchain or, you know, artificial intelligence is, is going to help me here um, right. without actually, you know, thinking about the implications from a you know security perspective or you know whether people are actually going to be able to use this in their business or what it means for another component of their business right we really you know like to focus on a holistic picture of, of of the right solution so it's not a you know one size fits all when it comes for to sure information no 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 for sure for sure and so if you think back what have been some of your biggest failures or mistakes? Because, you know, one of the things we always try to sort of share is just is just setbacks and the advantages of them, et cetera. So can you share any of those, Carolina? Yeah, you said this a million times. <laughs> you can't stress this enough. You can't grow without the right team to support you. Uh, and you can only take yourself so far. Using myself as an example, like I made close to $30,000 like really fast. Uh, right. You know, it came time to actually service those contracts and I didn't have any, anyone else that could help me or anybody that was reliable to help me right. I didn't know how to motivate these people that were working for me. So at the end of the day, I had essentially everybody quit on me and I had to, <laughs> instead of focus on selling, I had to focus on the actual production, right? Which yeah. hindered my own growth. And had I valued my staff from the beginning, 
and thought about what the right solutions were for compensation and things like that, I think it would have, it would have been more successful. And, you know, when I say compensation, I don't necessarily mean the monetary side of it. It's just, you know, what motivates the people that are going to be working for me and how do I keep them engaged, right? Totally. And as I mentioned earlier, I think it's important to know what we don't know and know when we need to ask for help. I think throughout my career, I've learned more and more that you need to learn to delegate certain things. And it's okay to not know the answer. I think it's just important to realize that we just need another resource that can help us with that. So um, I think I would kind of group my failures along those two lines. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No. And, but there's and, no failure. There's only lessons, right? <laughs> there's only lessons. Yeah, no, for sure. For yeah. sure. And I guess that was sort of back in the day with student works and career wise, like at PwC, are there any things that sort of stand out that are worthwhile, like to, to encapsulate for a young leader to sort of hear or not so much? And I know a lot of times as well, a lot of the things that you're dealing with are really quite confidential, you know, but, but is there anything that you could share? We have a lot of different clients uh, going on at the same time. And sometimes, you know, I would try to take on way too much myself, which only took me away from the things that I should have been doing. So uh, we have great resources, PwC. However, if I'm not utilizing those resources and taking everything on myself, then I'm not allowing myself to grow because I'm doing somebody else's, like something somebody else could be doing, right? So I would definitely say that that's work in progress it's I think it's difficult to fully delegate (laughs) Um, absolutely I I would say that I would still categorize one of my lessons as using your staff and utilizing your resources effectively um, so that you can continue to grow as an individual or as a company are you enjoying the episode so far I'm sure you've heard the saying it's not what you know it's who you know I've always thought that saying was inaccurate. I believe more accurately, it's who you know who think highly of you and would be willing to refer you. I want to let you know, I put together an amazing package for you. The four referability habits advantage. These habits are so powerful that when followed, they completely change the game for people and allow them to operate on a whole other level. If you're interested in getting your hands on the four referability habits advantage, just jump over to www.leaderspodcast.ca slash habits and download it for free. These habits will help you gain the respect of everyone you deal with so that you can land those important referrals in your life and business. Once again, just go to www.leaderspodcast.ca and download the four referability habits advantage. Now back to our leaders of tomorrow podcast. What would you recommend to a young leader looking at, gee, do I want to go and join a large successful organization or do I want to be an entrepreneur? You know, how do you look at those two sort of uh, lines of, of, of career choice? I mean, I think I spoke to it a little bit, but I think you definitely need to figure out, you know, if, if you want to take on all the stuff yourself or, you know, what drives you, right? For me, I'm very driven by helping businesses grow, but I, I wanted um, to be part of a larger organization from the start to help a lot of other businesses grow at the same time rather than my own, right? So whether you, like, you have to think about what you want mm-hmm. and then, you know, from there decide how to move forward. But I mean, 
advice for regardless of what you do goes in line with what I was saying earlier about, you know, make sure that you have the right resources in your life, whether it's PwC, Next Gen Community, or whether it's us, or um, if you have a strong alumni network in your university, whatever it is, you know, don't go at things alone. I think yeah. um, it really will hinder growth in the long run, right? So for sure, I would really recommend that. And in terms of business advice, I think no matter what you do, I would tell entrepreneurs or people that are starting their careers that, you know, you obviously have to work hard and um, you have to be organized. But again, touching on the same thing that I've said before, but you really have to leverage your relationships. And this goes for teams, um, for colleagues or people in your network, friends and family, and, you know, learning to use those resources, but use them in a way that you know, you're not actually just abusing of other people. Um, you know, it's kind of a mindset change. And, and I got this from the book, How to Win Fl- uh, Friends and Influence People. Um, it's a mindset change from going to thinking about how can I help this person so that they want to help me instead of thinking of how can I get this person to help me. And when you focus your entire life about driving value for your clients or your network, eventually things will turn around for you, right? So um, I I would tell people that no matter what it is that they're doing is focus on giving value back to people and the rest will follow. Yeah, well, we actually, that's actually a book that we actually cover with our veteran operators. You know, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Love it, taking the course, spend a number of um, many hours with their great training program. I can't, can't recommend that enough as well. And, yep. and again, it's authentically looking to be of service, right? Like, yep. And that's what I get from you is you're authentically looking to serve your clients, serve your network, serve people. And, and that there's a natural reciprocity. People want to come back and help you. Like, Absolutely. And, and so just because people don't, you know, again, the vast majority of people just don't want to take, 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 you know, and yep. they want to, oh, hey, I want to offer, I want to offer, I want to help. So I uh, can't agree more with that. And, and um, I know you, you mentioned working hard and there's just no question that that's a big part of being in a, in a real successful, you know, international brand like your co- company, PwC. How do you, how do you find balance? How do you manage the, the workload with, you know, sort of life? I think organization is really the key piece here. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think in my earlier days in my career, I would focus on just you know, what's going on today, I got to finish this, I got to finish that. Um, mm-hmm. And not planning out for personal things, just the same way I would plan out for business or school things, right, made sort of had a negative impact on me. So you know, I took a step back and said, Okay, well, yeah, work is important. And school is important. But um, so is my health. And so is my fitness. Yeah. And so is my family or my friends and yes. have home cooked meals. So now I, I plan for everything. So in my calendar, you know, I'll, I'll block a time off for, you know, family time or whatever. And sometimes, you know, you have to end up waking up earlier or whatever it is, but if you plan for it, then um, you end up fitting all the things that matter in. Otherwise I think you just get consumed by the day to day. And then, you know, three months later, you're just, completely overwhelmed, right? So yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And and again, it's it's like you mentioned, I'm I'm a whole person. I need time with my family. I need time working out. I you have a fitness uh, regime, so do I. It's like a, a commitment yeah. to the whole part of me, because otherwise I won't work as well. And certainly again, I, I, I you do see people who I think make the wrong choices around that. And well I don't have time to work out. 
I don't have time to do, eat properly. I don't have time to do whatever. And then over time, there's a real cost, you know, physically, emotionally. And I, and I just don't think people perform as well, especially over time, over the long run. No, I, I think, you know, and people tend to underestimate this piece, right? Like, um, if you are up here and you allow yourself to get down here, then you're going to need a really long break to be able to get back up here, right? So eventually, you know, people just start performing at the bottom Yes. just because they can never get back up and get that balance because they can never step away from, from work long enough, right? You know, this is definitely very important. And I think um, without organization, you can't really perform, I feel like, even when it comes to delegation, right? Like sometimes we have so much in our minds that we just want to clear it all and we start doing all these things. And then we forget that, hey, you know, I have these resources here. Maybe I can just allocate that, this to this person and just sure. remind myself that I've done that so that I don't have to worry about it um, anymore. And again, using my resources. But if you're not organized, then you're never really going to be able to step back and think about who can help me with, with stuff, right? Because you're probably having a reactive strategy to whatever yes. comes up. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. And, and, and when you're under stress and not as healthy, you're unlikely to think as clearly and go, look at, look at these resources I have, right? Yeah. If someone was to look at your, your success, Carolina, and looking at the key habits to steal from you, what habits should they be stealing from you? I think organization, like touching kind of on similar topics here, but organization for sure, um, you know, you have to be proactive and, and plan for success. This is from everything. So from a family time or vacation or whatever it is, you really have to plan and, and use your resources and, and you need to be balanced. I think, you know, you have to have goals because if we don't have goals, I feel like you're constantly just striving, you know, to wherever you like <laughs> rather Absolutely. than chasing something specifically. And it's okay sometimes, for example, to, to say no to something because it doesn't contribute to where you want to, end up in life, right? But if you don't know what you're trying to get to, then then you end up just taking on too much or not taking on the right opportunities that can take you there. So you definitely need to to be aware of that and, and have goals. The way we're we're brought up sometimes we're led to believe that, you know, you gotta know what it is that you want in life. And and sometimes that's not a clear answer. For me, it wasn't for uh, for sure. Like, um, you know, some people want, like woke up and they said, you know, I want to be a doctor. (laughs) I wasn't like that. But along the way, I started figuring out, you know, I value um, being part of an influential role within a company. So I'm going to get there, right? And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a specific role. It's just like, I want to be, an influencer in, in this group or whatever it is. So, you know, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent clear, but you know, having some idea of what the path you're trying to work towards. Right. And, and there's no wrong answer at the end of the day. For sure. For sure. No, it's all goal oriented behavior. What do I want? And, and I think offering up that it takes a while to have that come clear for you. Right. Like I never Absolutely. would have thought I would be doing this, you know, decades ago, you know, it's just yeah. like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm still doing it and I love it. And it's, and it's the same thing. I think we have that in common, you know, wanting to yeah. influence people to help their lives. Absolutely. So what, what are you doing around learning, you know, and sort of continuing to learn and continue to develop yourself? Again, leveraging relationships has proven the most successful from a learning perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear about what people are doing from a personal perspective or from a business perspective, and it always makes you step away and think about, you know, how you're approaching problems in your lives or, or, 
in your business or even how certain ones of your clients are, are, are attempting to to solve some of their challenges, right? So, right. Um, you know, I think there there's huge value in in relationships. So I would say that piece, more from a practical side of uh, business and. I mean, from a technical perspective, um, luckily PwC offers us a lot of technical training. Right. From you know, even from a digital perspective of what's going on out there, to you know, actual accounting, we're covered from that perspective. But definitely, right. uh, the leveraging of relationships, being part of the next gen community, has been super um, helpful in that sense. I learned that you know, a lot of businesses end up having this image in their mind that innovation has to be like around, you know, what I do for my customers, but innovation really comes from all aspects of business, right? If you innovate from an HR perspective, you can really differentiate yourself, right? So even these types of lessons, you know, it helps to, to know that and and be able to carry it through, um, carry that knowledge through to your clients or or networks, right? Yeah, no, and there's so many ways to make a difference in your business. And and like and like you said, to you know, we continue to bring up and, and it has been a theme here and it should be is HR, right? Like just yeah. you know, again, PwC, what are you selling? People, yeah. amazingly smart people who can make an enormous impact on people's businesses, right? And yeah. that's really um, you know, and again, that's acquiring them, you know, and, and then retaining them and then training them and and having them invigorated and motivated. Like that's 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 huge. And and obviously we're a similar organization. Sorry, we're about people as well. So, so yeah. obviously, to, to to call us similar would not be accurate. <laughs> so, so we like to add value of, to our clients, right? That's, um, that, that's how we're similar. Yes, that's exactly. how we're similar. <laughs> and and it's all about people. It's all about Absolutely. people. It's all about learning and growth. So, um, when you think about a leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind for you? Uh, last question. I think the leader of tomorrow excels in being adaptable. I mean, to change in trends, um, tech development, cultural changes. Uh, but I think most importantly, the leader of tomorrow is emotionally intelligent uh, and excels at understanding and driving human behavior from customers or employees um, and even other stakeholders. I think, you know, in this ever-changing tech world, but world in general, world in general um, I think yeah. relationships will be even more important than ever. So I truly believe the leader of tomorrow will have this top of mind. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you so much for, for taking time out of your crazy schedule, because I know it's crazy what you're doing, <laughs> and, uh, and making time for our leaders and, and, uh, and our program. So, so again, thank you. Thank you again. No, no problem. Awesome. Okay. It's awesome to chat with you, Chris. It's wonderful chat with you. Stay in touch. We'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. We've got a ton more interviews like this one coming up in the next few weeks. So if you're listening and you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to Leaders of Tomorrow. If you enjoy our content, please give us a share on your Facebook feed or better yet, tell your three most driven and entrepreneurial friends about this podcast so they can join us in discovering what set these powerful business leaders apart from the crowd at such a young age.